My name is Ty French, and this is my podcast. That's why it's called the Ty French Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Thai French Podcast. My name is Thai French, and this is my podcast. That's why it's called the Thai French Podcast. What is up, you guys? Coming at you live. First episode, I'm a Venice bitch. (laughs) I am officially moved in to my Venice apartment, and I'm so excited. Thank you guys so much for all the nice messages and the well wishes. Here's the thing, over on the Instagram, that's how I know which of my followers are real tyrants and which ones are fake as hell and do not support me in my other endeavors because I posted on my Instagram story this morning, like first morning in the new neighborhood and half them bitches didn't know what I was talking about. Half them bitches had no idea that I was moving. Half them bitches had no idea that the girlfriend is ready to take over these Venice streets. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, yeah, I just wanted to give a big shout out to those who do listen to the podcast, aka all of you, because you're listening to this right now. But yeah, I'm super excited. This episode is audio only. Sorry, the move has just been insane and I'm still getting everything all figured out. So hopefully next week they will be filmed and you guys will get a little sneak peek of the APT. But in the meantime... How are you? You just get to listen to my amazing little voice here on this sexy little Wednesday. Happy hump day. Hope everyone is having an amazing week. Before I started recording this episode, I was just looking at the podcast page on the app and I was reading some of your guys' reviews and they were just making my day so much. (laughs) You guys write the funniest reviews and pretty much every single one of them involves a rat reference, (laughs) which if you know, you know, you know, we're just rats out here in these streets. But yeah, seriously, it means a lot to me and it really helps me a ton with people discovering the podcast. And obviously that's great. So that hopefully, you know, one day the podcast just blows up, but I'll always remember my original tyrants who, who helped me and who, left some nice reviews. So if you guys haven't left a review yet, please rate the podcast, give it a review. It really does help me so, so much. Share it on, the st- share it on a story. I don't know. Throw up an Instagram story. Tell your friends. Te- text a friend. Let's get some more tyrants over here, okay? <laughs> Anyways, like I said, I hope you guys had a great weekend. I had the most insane, surreal experience of my entire life last Friday And as you guys heard on last Friday's episode, I was going to be going flyboarding with Jose. And if you don't know what flyboarding is, I didn't really know what it was either, but it basically is where you, it's like a, it's like a paddleboard, but there's like a fin on it. And so, you know, you're kind of like sailing through the sky. I don't know how else to describe it. You're kind of like on a paddleboard, but floating, levitating above the water. So I got the opportunity to do that on Friday with this brand. And I was so excited. Jose sent it to me. We went together. Woohoo. First off, I was just very unprepared for the ethereal, um, euphoric experience. (laughs) Maybe ethereal isn't the right word. Euphoric was the right word I was thinking of. Um, I was not prepared for the absolute euphoric feeling of gliding through the water on a board. Like, you know, I'm trying to become the girlfriend and um, I'm really just ready to claim that title now that I actually live in Venice. But it's kind of like surfing, a similar vibe, similar um, euphoric levels, if I do say so myself. But the whole team was like so nice, you know, really just taught us how to work the board because it's kind of tricky. It requires a lot of core work and a lot of leg work. Definitely by the end of the day, I was like, um, I need to go back to the gym. This just proved how out of shape I was. But, you know, so we're out there. We're gliding. We're soaring, flying. There's not a wave in the ocean that could stop me. 
<laughs> no, but really, it was like just so amazing. And I, I'm a water bitch. I'm a cancer. You guys know this. You guys know I love the activities. And But you knew, you knew that I was scared of the orcas. And I was scared of the ocean. I, we all know I'm scared of the ocean lately. And I'm scared of what's happening. And there's a lot of activity going on and a lot of stories. And I'm not tr- trying to become one of those stories. However, you guys, <laughs> you are not prepared for what I am about to tell you. I promise you, $100. No one listening to this could guess what I'm about to say. No, it's not the orcas. It's worse. So I'm zooming along. You know, we have all these like hand signals that he taught us, you know, if we like need help or if we have to go back or whatever, blah, blah, blah. That's irrelevant. I don't even know why I just said that. But (laughs) anyways, so I'm zooming and I'm just getting good. Like we haven't been in the water for that long, but I'm just getting good. And we're at the point now where I'm standing up and, you know, you're like literally gliding above the water. So you're like the board isn't touching the water. And the water was so clear that day. It was like so calm and flat. There was, It wasn't wavy at all. So the water in California is like very clear if you go out on a good day. So the water's so clear. You can see down. You know, the water temp is great. It's a sunny day. I look down. I look down as I'm, you know, trying to balance and I'm boarding and I'm soaring through the sky. And I look down and what do I see? What, do, what, is, what is my board? What does my board glide over or fly over as they call it a flyboard? What, what do you think I flew over? Oh, 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 don't worry. A seven foot great white shark. I'm going to let you process that for a minute. I'm going to, I'm going to let you sit with that thought there for a second. And you know how I said that none of you guys would guess what it was? Did you, did you guess it or was I correct in, in confirming that? There is no way that that is what I expected to see. Uh, you guys, a seven foot great white shark. And I'm not exaggerating when I say it. I went literally right over it and I saw the entire thing because it was, I wasn't in deep waters and um, I was like gliding above the water. So there was like no wave or anything. Like I could see it was like glass. And I, <laughs> I, I, I just yell out to the instructor. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And he's like, what, what? And I'm like, oh my gosh, there is a shark over there. There is literally a shark. I just went right over a shark. And he was like, dude, no, you did not. You're fine. There's no way you saw a shark. You know, I've been doing this forever. I've never seen one. It's probably a dolphin or a seal or something. And I was like, homeboy, homeboy, homeboy. Let me talk to you for one second. You're, you're talking to Type Wrench at the Type Wrench podcast. I know, I know what's going on in these oceans. And I know my wildlife. You're talking to SeaWorld fanatic when I was a kid. I know the difference. Also, I've lived in LA for eight years. I know the difference between a dolphin, a seal, and a shark. <laughs> okay? So I'm like, no, dude, I promise. Like, go over there. Go over there. There is a shark. If you do not believe me, just go over there. And he's like, no, no, dude, I promise you there's no way you did not see one. And I was like, whatever. I'm just going to keep going. And there were, I'm out there with Jose and this one other guy. And I'm like, there is no way in hell I'm about to tell <laughs> Josefina because he will literally shit his pants. But, you know, so we're, we're probably maybe three minutes goes by and I... I GTFO, I get the F out of there. I'm going in a completely different area because I know what I saw and he could believe me or he doesn't have to believe me. But I was like, please just go over there and see. Then I'm not really paying attention to where he's going. But <laughs> all of a sudden, like five minutes later, all, all, all I hear is, guys, guys, everyone, come over here. Come over here. Come over here. And like where we went in, we went in between like these two rock bay things that like kind of like help control the waves. And we were told to stay in between those. We weren't supposed to go out of those barriers, but that's in the barrier of where you saw the shark. So he's like, he went around to the other side of the rock barrier and he's like waving us to come over. He's like, guys, guys, come over here. Like everyone, we're getting out. We're getting out of the water now. Like hurry up. And I, it clicked in my brain. I go, oh, oh, why are you in such a rush to get out, sir, instructor? 
why are you why are you rushing us to get to the other side of the barricade? Perhaps did you see a seven foot great white shark floating around swimming with us? Because also, need to remind you, the flyboards are like when you're gliding in the air. You could imagine if you're not a skilled uh, boarder, you're falling off left and right. You, you're getting up for a few seconds, you're falling down. You're getting up, you're falling down. You're flying, you're soaring, you're falling down. You're crashing. So, <laughs> like, once I saw the shark, I knew the shark was in there. You, you know my ass wasn't falling. You know my ass all of a sudden became an Olympic medalist <laughs> when it became to flightboarding because I was not getting in the water. Jose and the other guy, they were falling. And I said, you know what? Like, let Godspeed, <laughs> let, let, let fate take, take, <laughs> no, I just didn't want to scare them. And he was like, there was no way it was a shark. So, you know, I just minded my own business. And then five minutes later, you know, he's like waving us all out. We got to get out. And Jose and the other guy are like, so confused. They're like, why are we getting out? We kind of just got in and just started getting the hang of it. And we were supposed to be in there for a few hours. And I knew, I knew. And I just looked at Jose and I was like, I'll tell you when we get out. I'll tell you when we get out. And he was like, what? So then we get out and I'm like, yep, I went over a great white shark. I went over. Well, at this point, I didn't know it was a great white shark. And I was just basing the length off of what I had seen because I knew the length of my board and I went directly over it and I knew that the shark was bigger than my board. So I estimated it was about six, seven feet. And so we get out and I'm like, I went over a shark. 100%. And the then the instructor, I was like, told you, bitch. Like, did you see the shark? Because I told you so. And you didn't believe me. You told me it was a dolphin. And I'm not an idiot. I know the difference between dolphin and a shark. So thank you very much. And he was just like smiling. And he was like, you could tell he was shook. Like, he did not even know what to say. And I was like, told you so, bitch. Anyways. So then he was like, oh, it's fine. Like, it's just a tiger shark. Like, they don't they don't bug humans. Like, yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. And then the other employee who was with us, who was also out on the boards, came up and he was like, oh, no. I went over and saw it as well. That was a great white. About And I go, oh, oh, was it? And was it about seven feet? And he goes, yeah. I, I estimated around six, seven feet. I go, oh, so it's exactly what I thought I saw. The exact length I thought I saw. And I just went right over a seven foot great white shark. Like if I had fallen over, I, I, I'm not fish our friends. I'm not, um, I'm becoming lunch. I was having sushi for lunch after, instead they were going to have me for lunch. Instead of me having fish for lunch, they were going to have human. They were going to have tequila. So I just need everyone to process that information with me and to really just get a grasp on the fact that I've been talking a lot of shit about the ocean here on the Typhoon podcast, and that's really going to bite me in the ass. Almost quite literally. Almost quite literally. That shark almost quite literally got a sweet little bite of this sweet little tasty ass. Okay. So yeah. I I really have no words. I <laughs> am gagged, gooped, got, shook, and terrified. Like I don't ever want to get in the ocean again. I was like, excuse me, I'm literally moving to Venice tomorrow and I'm trying to become the girlfriend. I'm trying to become the gay surfer. And you're telling me the first experience I have in the water before I even get a move over here, I'm going over great white sharks. Is that a sign? Is that the universe telling me, Oslo you got you got to stay with them gays in, in the WeHo and not move to the beach because the beach don't want your ass. The beach is homophobic. That's the vibes I was getting, you know? So... And needless to say, I still moved to Venice. <laughs> no, but other than that, I mean, that was luckily like we were all obviously safe. And I'm sure like, <laughs> you know, I'm sure the shark like wouldn't have done anything. I really do believe that like ocean life, like they'll leave us alone if we leave them alone. Like they're not trying to attack us and whatever. Like, but <laughs> the guy just kept saying, he was like, he was like, you have a bigger chance of like getting struck by lightning than, or like getting in a car accident than like getting bitten by a shark. And I was like, sir, have you met me? Have you met Ty French? Have you heard of me? Have you heard of the Ty French podcast? Because I got shit ass luck. And the universe don't really like me a lot of times. And a lot of bad things happen to me. You can get struck by lightning. Guess what? It's happened to me twice. Guess what? You're never going to get bitten by a shark. Guess what? I'm going to get bit and I'm going to live. 
and I'm going to have to live to tell the tale. But, you know, that just would happen to me. Like, it just would. Like, I would just go over a great white shark. And you know what? Jose was, like, shook, and we, we almost didn't get back in. But immediately when I told him it was a shark, please listen to this. Please listen. He, just know this. This is the order of Ho- Jose's thoughts. Me, the tyrants, and then himself. So immediately, immediately upon I, him, me telling him that I just went over a seven-foot great white shark, he goes, oh my gosh, that's a great story for the podcast. <laughs> I go, you're not wrong. And I'm impressed with the fact that that is your first thought. That didn't even cross my mind in the moment. What went through my mind was, am I about to be, um, what's her face, Blake Lively in that one shark movie? I've never seen it. I don't need to see it. I don't want to see it. But I know that there was a shark incident involved. (laughs) I wasn't trying to be the sequel to that movie, okay? Anyways, other than the shark incident, oh, that's what I was trying to say. Other than the shark incident, like, even though that wasn't, like, it was, it really wasn't scary. I really wasn't scared. Like, I was more so just, like, shook and, like, in awe. I was like, what the F did I just see? Um, But other than that, flyboarding, is one of the funnest things I've done in so long. Like, if you guys have an opportunity to do it or to experience flyboarding, you need to. They just came out with um, their new Series 3 one, and it has, like, handles, so it's a lot more accessible for people that, like, aren't good at balancing or whatever. So definitely I would check it out if you're, like, going to the beach anytime soon. If you live by the beach, I know they have, like, different schools or different companies that, like, do it. Um, I'll post on my story which one I went with here in L.A. I know they have, like, an L.A. version. They have a San Fran um, office, and then they also have a Newport team. So if you guys are going to any of those spots anytime soon... Um, I'll post the company that I went with. I We went in Malibu, like Will Rogers Beach. So you might want to, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Here's the thing. There's probably sharks in there all the time. Like I swim in the ocean all the time and there's probably sharks not far away from us. But that, it was just cr- so surreal to like be right over it and like see the whole thing from above. Like it was literally the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. And that is a story I will be telling my grandkids. So prepare to be sick me because I'm a survivor. <laughs> my, uh, my friends are going to be so sick of me saying that, that I swam with a shark or what, not that I swam with a shark, but I'm a shark survivor. Okay. You might as well be shark week over here in the Tyrant podcast. But yeah, needless to say, I was very excited to tell you guys that story. Um, yeah. Flyboarding so fun. Afterwards, the team took us to Nobu Malibu. And let's be honest, that's the real main reason why I said yes to this event, because it takes a lot for me to get out of the house to go to an event. Yeah, the flyboarding seemed fun and entertaining, but I don't know. It was like right before the move and whatever. But once they once they slid in the fact that we were going to Nobu Malibu for lunch after, I was like, yeah, the moving can wait because I'm going to go get myself some Yeltel jalapeno and some crispy rice and some shrimp tempura and some sushi. And oh, they had this amazing chocolate cake if you guys have never been to nobu you don't go to the one in the bahamas the the one in the bahamas sucks ass but go to the nobu malibu i know it's so expensive it's like if you only get to go once in your life go or find a sugar daddy to pay for it um or go to an event like i did and it was all free but literally it is so good the malibu location is so stunning it's so wickedly gorgeous the view is amazing and the food is just really so, so good. Like, I am obsessed. I really am. Yellow tall jalapeno is one of my favorite things. And uh, trust me, when, when the bitches next to me weren't eating the whole plate, it, you know, because it's kind of shared plates, kind of passable. They'd eat like one and there'd be like extra on the plate and the waiter would be like, oh, anyone else? Oh, I'm gobbling me, swallowing me, drip down inside of me. I'm, I'm taking every leftover piece. I'm not, I'm not, excuse me. Who do we think you are passing up some free sushi at Nobu? No, I'm licking that plate clean. Pass it over. And I did. Trust me. I was leaving that Nobu lunch feeling stuffed, plumped, and very, very full. But it was amazing. It was a a cute little morning with my gal, Jose, um, and a great start to the weekend. And a great start to my just Venice adventure into 27. I'm a shark girl. I'm a girfer. I'm a survivor. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. When we were at Nobu... The guys that were helping us, like the guys that at the flight school were so funny and 
it, we were supposed to be with a bigger group and a few, half the like group canceled. So it ended up being just Jose and I and this one other guy, which his name's Jordan. And he was actually um, in Tulum with Jose and I for Gitano. So it was like this little reunion with us and we already knew each other. and It was so fun. But we're just like three little gay guys going on this like, you know, sports, sports, ooh, uh, uh, you know, going on these fly boards with this huge team of like straight, you know, probably early to mid 40 year old guys. <laughs> and I just kept making gay jokes and I, they were, I don't know if they were loving it, hating it, or if I was being hate crime or no, 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They were like just such a ball of time. But to, to give you an idea of the group of guys that we were with, I was wearing a Burberry um, t-shirt, like a gray t-shirt that's Burberry. And it says like Burberry across the um, top, up across the chest. And one of the guys while we're sitting at Nobu literally goes, um, what's, what's Burberry mean? Like, what does that mean? Is that in a different language? Um, sir, sir, where do you live? Where are you from? Uh, what year were you born? Like, what do you mean? Are you new here? What, what do you mean? What's Burberry? Like one of the oldest, like English brands that uh, ever, like, uh, uh, the, the queen of England's wearing it. Like, what do you mean? Like, have you ever heard of Gucci? Have you ever heard of Dolce & Gabbana? Like where, where have you been? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and everyone at the table, we were with like the PR team as well that like brought us there. And the girls just started laughing. And I was like, I was trying to, you know, when someone asks like where something is from or what is a brand, it's like, how do you answer it without sounding snobby? Like I really was trying to just like answer his question without being a snob. Like I wasn't trying to be like, oh, it's a designer, but like, that's what it is. And I was just trying to answer the question. So I was like, oh, like, it's just like a brand or whatever. And he was like, oh, like Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> sir, sir, you did not just compare my $500 t-shirt to a $18 t-shirt from the mall. <laughs> Everyone, like all the PR girls were like dying laughing and all the guys from the flyboard company were just like, what are you talking about? Like, we don't get why <laughs> this is so funny. And because I was like not trying to be like, you don't get it, you know? But anyways, that was just a funny little thing that happened at lunch that I wanted to tell my little tyrants because I was humbled. Let me tell you. I was like, wow, this might as well be Abercrombie and Fitch. And why the hell am I walking around wearing a $500 t-shirt when people don't even know what it is? But anyways, I don't do it for other people's validations. I do it for myself and for the people on the Instagram. I do it for internet fame and for validation. Anyways, oh my gosh. I'm finally moved. I'm finally moved in. I moved in this weekend and I cannot even tell you the sigh of relief that I have finally being in here. I still have a little stuff to do at my old apartment, like my garage and stuff, but everything else is pretty much cleared out. And I was really stressed with the space and just the size of it and, you know, the noise and I don't know, just when you're moving into a new spot. I've been in my last spot for almost three years and there's just a lot of factors and like, I don't know, I measured out everything and I knew it would like technically fit, but I didn't understand what the flow was going to be like and how it was going to look and if it, my vision was going to come to life. And I, you know, I loved my apartment before in WeHo and I just didn't want to have any regrets, you know, or feel like I moved too quick or blah, blah, blah. Anyways, everything is in here now and it is so amazing the vibe is so strong it's exactly what i wanted it's giving like venice beach bungalow california vintage like i'm just obsessed and my bathroom in my old apartment is that was the one downfall of that apartment i can't even explain to you the layout of it and the size of it maybe i'll do a video and post it on my instagram story today but it was so heinous like i, I I can't. I felt like I literally was like in like a motorhome trailer. That's how big it is. And I know that because I grew up in a motorhome trailer. So I know the the reference. But my new bathroom is like such a good size. It has a skylight. So it's got such good light. Um, just everything. Everything worked out perfect. And I'm just so happy to finally be over here. However, this was the first move in which um, my many, many moves. I've lived in LA for eight years. And this... That last apartment was the longest I've ever, ever lived anywhere. Other than that, I always moved like when my lease was up or even less. So I've lived in like six different, seven different apartments in LA. And this is the first time that I didn't hire movers. This, I was like, you know what? I don't have that much stuff. I have some free time this weekend. I've got a ton of gays that, you know, can come and help me use their big boy arms. And I'm going to save some cash, okay? Because the move's already expensive. So I was going to save some cash and just do a U-Haul. 
I will never be doing that again. And huge, huge shout out to Nick Mackey and Jose for coming and helping me. They literally, without them, like I would be paralyzed right now. I'd be in a wheelchair. Like I, I really would. And I do believe that. Like I did um, my kitchen all by myself just with my Jeep um, two nights ago. And then um, the next day I got a U-Haul and I packed everything myself except for the stuff that I couldn't carry. Like obviously with just one person, like my bed and my couch and my rug. Um, so I did a lot of it actually by myself. And... I need serious chiropractic care. I need a Thai massage. I need someone to step on my back. I need to be twisted, turned, flipped upside down, and re-put back together. That is how I'm feeling right now. This move has proved to me how out of shape I am, and I need to be going back to the gym immediately. But needless to say... Nick and Jose literally like saved the day and came and like then when I unloaded I had their help obviously and it went by so much faster so I guess <laughs> here's to say if you have help then okay whatever you can do it yourself like with a U-Haul but wow doing the first few loads and packing up everything from my apartment by myself while being out of shape and not eating and only drinking tequila for the last six weeks no ma'am it was not a vibe. It was not a vibe. And I just am so happy it's over because I'm exhausted. But it all looks so good. And uh, I'm just, I'm so excited to show you guys. The thing about moving that people, I mean, I guess people do tell you, but that the worst part about moving, like if you could want to move so bad, but the reason you don't move is because there's a lot of stuff to do. Now I got to get a driver's license. I had to switch on my, like my Wi-Fi, my power, my utilities, you know, figuring out the, you know, your postal service. My, I have to update my accountant, my phone bill, my credit card, my billing address. I got to memorize the new address. It's too much. It's too much. And ask me if I've done half of that. I have not. <laughs> the only ones I've done is my internet, my power, and my gas. All my like billing numbers and shiz, I'm like, whatever. I have to the end of the month to figure that out because that is, I'm one step at a time. Okay. I still got to figure out where I'm going to put on my clothes. I figured out, you know, everything else in the apartment, but I don't have a closet and I need some dressers. And I went to Ikea the other day and I I thought that going to Ikea would make me feel better and that I would feel more organized. But I went to Ikea and I left feeling very overwhelmed and uh, very shook. That's why I was like, I just got to do the move. I got to do the move. I wanted to go to Ikea and hopefully get some stuff before I moved all the furniture so that then I had like stuff to put my clothes in. When I got here, but then I went there and I was like, no, I just need to get all my furniture in and then I'll go to Ikea and get what works around the stuff. Anyways, I'm acting like you guys care. You guys probably don't care, but <laughs> as you can tell, I'm just excited and yeah. Um, in other news, the premiere of Real Housewives of New York was this week and I wanted to talk to my little tyrants. I feel like I get DMs all the time of people asking where to start with housewives, who to start with. And Real Housewives of New York is like so legendary and so iconic, but they had a rough few last seasons. And so they completely rebooted the whole franchise. So now is your time to get in to Housewives because you're only one episode behind. It's all new cast, whole new storylines, has nothing to do with the older seasons. So if you want to start Housewives and we can chat about it, um, you know, throughout the season, I'm sure I'll be bringing it up. Um, you guys should start it. Real Housewives of New York, and it, it, there's only been one episode, and it actually was a very promising star. I really liked it. I feel like I like the girls. I like the energy. It's young. It's fresh. I like the the cast, their fashions. Their houses are amazing. Um, one of the girls is Jenna Lyons. She's probably my favorite girl on there so far. It's literally only been one episode, but she's lesbian. She used to be the CEO and creative director of um, J. Crew. So a lot of money, like big names, um, you know, just very well known in the scene. And she is divorced. She has one kid. Her apartment is absolutely stunning. And yeah, I feel like it's very promising. It's going to be a good season and I'm really excited. And I want my little tyrants to hop on the train so that we can all talk about it together and we can all discuss and we can all watch. If you guys have already watched, send me a DM. Let me know who you're liking, what you're thinking so far. Um, yeah. Anyways, 
Let's get into the song of the week this week. The song of the week this week is Looking for Love by Disclosure. And Disclosure just dropped a new album, and this is off of it. It's the first song, actually, Looking for Love. And it is such a vibe. It's so summery. It's, like, dancey to the point where it's, like, upbeat, and it gets you going. Like, you could go on a run with it, but you also could party to it. But you could also... Just drive with the windows down to it. It's a fun vibe. It's summery. It's new. It's fresh. I love Disclosure so much. I've seen them perform multiple times. I've seen them in Dubai. I've seen them in Abu... Uh, no. Where did I see them? Oh, I saw them in London with Jose um, with the Four Seasons. I saw them in Dubai with um, W Hotels. I've seen them a lot. Um, I think I've seen them at Coachella before. And they are just so amazing. I got to meet them. They were so nice. And I'm so happy that they're pumping out new music. I need I need more new music. I'm, it's summertime. I need artists to be pumping that shit out. Okay? Anyways, go give it a listen. It's called Looking for the Love. And it's by Disclosure. Okay. Um, here's the thing. I'm literally burning hot right now because I turned off my air conditioner because it's a little loud in the new apartment. And I didn't want the mic to pick it up. But... I'm sweating my balls off over here. So I just had to turn it on and I don't think you can hear it, but um, if you can hear it in the background, I apologize. I will figure out a new solution to the next episode, but I won't be able to tell if you can hear it until I play this back and I'm editing it. So apologies if you can hear some air conditioning in the back, but I'm sweating over here. It is a hot summer's day and I'm sitting by the window and I just had to turn it on. Sorry, 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 sorry. Anyways, so the rest of today's episode, sorry, I know the intro for today was a little bit long because I had to talk about Shark Week, <laughs> um, but um, there's this new podcast that I am obsessed with. I guess it's not that new, but it's newer, and I've talked about it a few times on here before, I believe. It's called I've Had It, and it is with two ladies. They live in... I think either Oklahoma or Arkansas. I think I actually, let me see if it says on their page. Cause I want to get it right. It's called I've had it. And it is with um, Jennifer Welch and Angie Sullivan. And they call Angie pumps on the show, but they are from, uh, come on. Where's the, you know what? It doesn't say where they're from. They're somewhere in the Midwest, but, they're basically like two Karens, but they're not they're not conservative Karens. They're the liberal Karens. They're the Karens that you and I love. They're they're like literally me as an older white woman. And I've just been obsessed with their podcast. Oh, I guess they have 66 episodes, so it's not that new, but um they're so funny. They go viral on TikTok all the time. Now they have almost a million followers. I'm sure if you don't know what their podcast is called, I'm sure you've come across their clips on TikTok. And this is my um, kind of call to action. This this episode is kind of a manifestation that I would love, love, nothing more to have them as guests on the Tyfrench podcast or, and, I'm going to do and, and I would also die to be a guest on their podcast. So maybe shoot them a DM, send them a comment, tag me, let them know that I need to come on and I need to do an episode. Um, but this is going to be kind of my call to action and maybe, you know, maybe my audition to be a guest on their, on their podcast. Their, their podcast is called I've Had It and it's basically like they get together, they have guests on and they just talk about things that they've had it with that week. It can be something like dumb. It can be something serious. Most of the time it's just like light, fun, something that like annoyed them that day or that week. And it is always just the funniest, lightest listens. They're besties. They have the funniest banter. You guys definitely need to go listen to it. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to just <laughs> be going through some things that I've had it with lately. And <laughs> my first one um, is a little bit of pop culture news as well. Um, one of you guys brought it to my attention and I've been seeing clips on TikTok. Miranda Lambert, I've had it with you. I've had it with your ass. I've had it with Miranda Lambert scolding a group of women for taking selfies at her Vegas residency. Now, Miranda, now, Miranda, um, who do you think you are? Do you think you are Beyonce? Because I know, I know Beyonce ain't yelling at people at her Renaissance tour to stop taking selfies. I know Mama Queen B would never have the nerve 
to tell a grown-ass adult who paid probably hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to come and see and support their music and their job and their business. Um, um, am I missing something? Did I get something wrong? Did I miss a meeting at concert etiquette? Did I miss a, a rule or a statement that says that you cannot take selfies at concerts? And l- let's also break this down. This wasn't just a concert, a normal, regular concert. This is a Vegas residency. Do you know the type of feral white trash that goes to Vegas residencies? A lot. I know because I'm part of it and I go all the time <laughs> and I'm an absolute feral individual. When I go to Vegas, I'm not my normal self. I'm not even tequila. I'm, I'm Ty Vegas. <laughs> I'm Tagus. <laughs> okay, Tagus is actually the funny, Tigus. Tigus. Ooh, Tigus is better. <laughs> I'm Tigus, okay? I'm an absolute feral individual when I go to Vegas. And so this is just a sweet group of gals, maybe in their late 30s, 40s, going to see Miranda Lambert, listening to some country music in Vegas. And what do they get? They get scolded as if they are in first grade because they are taking a selfie during the performance. The girls have come out and said, like, it's not like they were taking selfies the whole time. They said they didn't get a cute picture before and they wanted Miranda in the back of the photo. And so Miranda was performing. They quickly took a photo and they sat back down. It wasn't a big to do. Miranda made it a big to do. She interrupted in the middle of singing Literally brought it to everyone's attention in the crowd, scolded them, and then restarted the song. Ew. Ew. You're so annoying. That is so gross. The fact that you, like, okay, you can think that and whatever, but the fact that you would, like, scold them and point it out in front of everyone, like, it's just gross. Think whatever you want to think. Do whatever etiquette you want. And if you're the type of performer that you don't want phones or you don't want people taking selfies during your performance or this is like a specific song that's special to you that's fine you see artists all the time like bb rex has done this before where she's like okay for this song everyone put their phones down and let's just be here in this moment together and let's rage and dance and sing i love that i actually prefer that when an artist does that at a concert i don't think you have to do that the whole concert because let's be honest we all want to take photos we all paid a lot to be there and um but I like when, you know, there's a specific song. It's, a, it's like your biggest hit. It's a special moment. It's a slower song. And an artist says, like, put your phones down. Let's all just be here together. I like that. But that wasn't the situation, Mama Miss Miranda Lambert. And you're given bully energy. And you're given, like, I'm too good for this. I'm better than you. Blah, 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 blah. Um, ma'am, they just paid hundreds of dollars to be there. They probably had to travel. They don't live in Vegas, I'm sure. And it's just gross. I don't like that behavior. And I've had it. I've had it with you, Miranda. A brat. (laughs) Okay, the next thing I've had it with. I feel very, very passionately about this. And if you are a dog lover, you... This one's for you. If you are a dog owner, this is for you. I have had it with dogs... In bars. Um, um, why? Why is your cocker spaniel at at the feet, at my feet, at the bar, at the gay bar? When I'm taking tequila shots on a Sunday, listen to Ariana Grande. Why is your Yorkie at my feet when I'm at 33 Taps watching Drag Race and watching Drag Bingo? Why is your German Shepherd clawing at my feet as I'm ordering a vodka spritz at Rocco's. Your dog does not need to be at a bar. Your dog doesn't need to be at a gay bar. Your dog doesn't need to be at a straight bar. Your your dog doesn't need to be at a sports bar. Your dog doesn't want to be at the bar. Your dog is... Every time I see a dog in a bar, they are terrified. They have the look of death in their eyes. They are screaming, help me. The music in bars are is so astronomically loud. I can't even hear myself think. The, the 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 talking in bars is so loud. Once again, 
I can't even hear myself think. That dog has probably never been around that many people in its entire life and in that small of a space. Like, your dog wants to be home, sitting on the couch, watching their favorite show, having you throw them a treat through that little dumb thing on your wall that has a camera on it. Like, that's what your dog wants to do. Your dog, because guess what? That's what I want to do. I want to be at home. I want to be on my couch. I barely even want to leave. I have to talk myself into, you know, wanting to go out and socialize. But what's fun for me at the bar? What's fun for me at the bar? Why do I go to the bar? Because my friends, my friends are there. Guess what? Your doggy ain't got no friends at the bar. Your dog doesn't need to be there because your dog's not socializing. And if your dog does try and talk to me at the bar, you are under arrest. If your dog merely touches me at the bar, it's about to have a tequila shot all over its back. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I would never, I would never, I would never, I would never. But I want to. If your dog touches me as I'm trying to just dance out, have a gay little day, be drinking with my friends, socializing, and your dog is barking, smelly, shedding, uh, uh, is shitting, pissing. No, no. And they always look so thirsty. They always look hungry. Like that, I'm so sorry. I'm calling CPS on your ass. I'm calling social services. I'm calling animal protection agency. What's it called? I'm calling PETA. I'm calling PETA on your ass. And you think you're being such a good dog owner because you're bringing your dog to the bar and they're not at home alone and yada, yada. No, your dog would rather be home alone. Like your dog does not want to be out in public surrounded by thousands of people in a hot, loud, sweaty environment where everyone's drunk and ew, no, like literally I have had it with dogs and bars. And I think there should be a rule where you can't bring your dog into a bar because what? It, what? That's like, I can't bring my baby into a bar. Why should I be able to bring a dog? Like, no, th- this is for adults, okay? And I know because I make the rules. <laughs> Anyways, I've had it. I've had it with dogs and bars. Leave your dogs at home. You can bring them to a restaurant, sit on the patio. I, I, I don't like that. I would like you to leave them at home, but I get it. Your dog's going to get out, see the world. Take them to a restaurant, take them on the, on the porch, you know, eat, have a nice brunch. They don't need to be at the bar taking shots with the gals and the gays and theys, okay? Leave them at home. The next thing I've had it with, I've had it with paying for parking. Now, why are we paying for parking? Who, who normalized this? Who made this regulation? Who made this legal? Who made this okay? Who made this regular? Sometimes I'm going out to dinner. I'm valeting. I'm spending more on the valet than I am on a whole entire meal. Some of these valets out here in these streets in Los Angeles are like $30. And then they want me to tip? Tip? Here's a tip. Don't pay me to park my car two feet away from me. You're, you're not even driving it. Half the time, they make you park it. Uh, I'm so sorry. I get it. You know, maybe $5 for a restaurant. Whatever. Crowd control. Why, on a public street, am I paying for parking? If I'm paying for parking, I'm out on a public street. Excuse me, sir. What are taxes for? What's my state taxes for? What are my what are my federal taxes for? What am I paying for? Because I'm paying a lot, and there's potholes in the road. I'm paying for parking. I can get uh, not to mention the parking tickets. Tickets. No, 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 no. Oh, I accidentally left my car in the spot for five minutes too long, and now you're giving me three hundred dollar ticket. Uh, you're under arrest. Not me. You. You're the one giving me the ticket. You're actually under arrest. This is this is maritime law. <laughs> I have no idea what that means, but <laughs> it's getting out of hand. It's getting out of hand in these streets. Like, wh- wh- but like, here's the thing. It's one of those things that's like just now so normal that it's like we can't retract it. There's like someone's probably making billions of dollars simply on parking and parking tickets and the fees and the meters that now it's too late. I'm so sorry. Why when I'm paying to go to the beach at a public beach parking lot, am I going to pay $20? I just want to go enjoy nature. Guess what? I don't need to park in the lot. I'll park in the sand, but you won't let me. So you're forcing me to park in the lot. Um, that's not okay. And these places, these places out here in um, Los Angeles, you got to have parking. You got to have designated parking for your shop. I am not going to go to a store and pay for parking. Especially because if there's only two parking spots out front and they're taken, how do you, if there's no parking spots, how do you expect me to go shop and spend money at your store? People wonder why retail's dying and why no one's shopping. It's because we can't park. 
or it's because we're spending all the money on the parking that we no longer can afford the items that we were going to buy in the store. You see, it's a circle. It's a dangerous circle. It's a dangerous circle of life. Life is like a circle. (laughs) I've had it. I've had it for paying for parking and I would rebel and stop doing it, but then I get tickets. Oh, that was one of the things that I was a little bit nervous about. Um, And I guess I'm still nervous about it. I will let you guys know how it goes. But um, I had a garage, as you guys know, in my older apartment. And in the new space, there ain't no garage. There ain't even no damn parking spot. (laughs) I'm back to street parking for the first time in like four years. All my apartments have had parking up until like literally right now. Oh my gosh, even longer though. I haven't done street parking since... My very first apartment in LA when I was 18 and I lived there for a year. Wowza. Okay. So staying very tuned. That was in Hollywood and the parking was absolutely heinous. Like that's why I moved out of the apartment. There was never any parking. If I got home from like a shoot late at night, like good luck, good riddance, you were going to be parking five miles away and you would most definitely be getting a speeding ticket or <laughs> a speeding ticket, a parking ticket, a ticket just in general. Anyways, but in Venice, I'm hoping it's a little different. I do live off of like a main road. So. We will see if that's a benefit or a curse. Last night, there was like so much open parking. I was like, wow, okay, if it's always like this, like I'm good. But we'll see. I'm definitely going to have to get used to moving it for street cleaning. If you guys like, I don't know if they do that everywhere. Maybe that's just a California thing. If you're not from LA, um, you have to watch where you're parking on the sides of the streets because then like it'll be like Tuesday morning. You can't park here from nine to 10 for street cleaning. And that's where they get you. That's where they get the tickets because, you know, I don't ever know what day of the week it is. So stay tuned. Um, Like tomorrow's Wednesday. I'm recording this obviously on Tuesday. And I was smart and I parked um, on the side that was Tuesday street cleaning after the time period. So now I don't have to move it before tomorrow. But I'm like, now I don't want to move it anywhere else because then the Tuesday side is going to be open and the Wednesday, you know, it's a lot. There's a mathematical system. There's a lot of things. You got to be on your toes living in a city like this. And I'm nervous. I fear I fear the, the parking tickets are incoming, but I'm going to try and be an adult and be on top of it. Anyways, um, what else have I had it with? Let me tell you. I've had it with online censoring. And hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait a minute. Let me, let me clarify. Let me clarify this. Because I'm here for online censoring when it is anything that I do not agree with or people, do not, <laughs> or people that I do not like. <laughs> if I don't like you or if I don't agree with you, you can be censored all you want. I don't care. If you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're a homophobe, you're a loser, then censor you. I don't care. See you later. I don't want to see those words. I don't want to see nothing about it. What I'm talking about is the fact that I'm not allowed to say the word bitch or fuck on an Instagram comment is really pissing me off. I give a rip. Because here's the thing. Y'all know me. I call everyone a bitch. I love you, bitch. I'm never going to stop loving you, bitch. Bitch, 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 bitch. You're my bitch. I'm a bitch. Ever here a bitch, bitch. They're a bitch. They're a bitch. <laughs> I need serious medical attention. <laughs> I need a psychiatric evaluation. Um, and my my new neighbors who are hearing me record the podcast for the first time are probably <laughs> thinking the exact same thing. I was so nervous because in my my old place, like I never got any noise complaints, but I'm I'm scared. I'm sorry to my neighbors. This is a sorry in advance that you're gonna hear twice a week just me gaggling <laughs> and talking to myself. They probably think I'm crazy. Anyways, um, what was I saying? Oh, why can't I not comment on a friend's post? I love you, bitch, without being reported. For hate crime or, or bullying. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. You don't know why I'm saying bitch. Your stupid computer and algorithm doesn't know that I'm meaning it as a term of endearment. They don't know that that actually is a form of love to my friends and a form of self-love to myself. I love you, bitch. Or like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. F off. Like, I can't even say that. <sighs> I'm sick of it. I've had it. Stop censoring me. Only take out dumbass people and dumb words and dumb people. <laughs> when they're like, we do. That's you. And then I said, you're right. <laughs> Anyways, the next thing I've had it with. This is a little bit more of pop culture news. I freaking had it with boys not being man enough, not having the balls to stick around and being with a woman that is more successful than them. And that is rich and famous. 
two examples. My Swifty, my Swifty community out here, my Swifty tyrant um, community out here. You know I ain't a Swifty, but however, I do feel for Taylor when that guy broke up with her. I don't even know his name. Joe, Sleepy Joe, Ugly Joe, Poor Joe, Dumbass Bitch, Pussy Ass Joe. <laughs> um, they broke up because she was too famous. And mm, 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 mm. are you okay? Are you okay? I want to date someone because they're too famous. I want to be around people that are too famous. That is what I'm striving and working every day to achieve. So, pussy ass bitch, you can't you can't deal with a woman being successful and tour doing this big ass tour. And then just recently in the pop culture news, Miss Ariana Grande and her boy, guess what? I don't even know her husband's name. That's how irrelevant and ugly and dumb and stupid and lame he is. I love Ariana Grande and I'm a freaking gay. Gays love Ariana Grande. I don't even know her husband's name. I don't even know when they got married. I don't know nothing about this man. And I don't want to because apparently he's a loser because he couldn't handle her amazing career. He was stepping out. He was cheating. And that's not okay. Like, Ariana Grande literally looks like the nicest human alive, the sweetest human alive, the most talented human alive, like actually is one of the most talented humans alive. Like literally is the voice of a generation. Literally her voice, her performance with The Weeknd. I, I, you guys know how I feel about The Weeknd. You know I love Abel. You know I love The Weeknd. Um, those two together could literally cure, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say world hunger, but that has nothing to do with that. That's a whole other issue. That's a whole other capitalistic issue. <laughs> they could solve a lot of, a lot of inner, inner turmoil in my brain. Let's say that. Like, I have no words. Her voice is just like literally once in a lifetime, voice of a generation. She's so talented. She's so cute. And she really does just seem like so genuine and so nice. And her loser bagel ass ex-husband, well, husband, soon to be ex-husband, is running away in the streets going for some other hoe. Good luck replacing Ariana Grande. She's irreplaceable, okay? So, good luck, good day, hasta luego, muchacho, and sayonara. And if Ariana Grande would like to date a single gay guy, I'm available because I would like to be surrounded by women who are rich, successful, and famous. <laughs> I could go straight. I would go straight for Ariana Grande. I don't know if I could get my dick up, but... <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so, that I took it too far. I really did. I really took that one too far and I apologize. I would say I'm going to cut it out, but I know I'm not <laughs> because that's, I'm just trying to be, I'm just trying to keep it real. <laughs> Anyways, I've had it with a lot of shit lately. You know what else I've had it with? I've had it with CEOs not paying their damn employees or actors a living wage. You heard me. You heard me. I'm pro-strike, okay? I'm pro-strike. I'm standing with the actors. I'm standing with the writers. I'm standing with the screen actors, guild. I don't know what the unions are even called. SAG-AFTA. But I'm standing with them. I'm on their side. Bob Iger, whatever your name is, Disney CEO, you're a prick. You're a dummy. You're a loser. You're a lame-o. You're a wannabe. Loser, lame-o, wannabe. Let's go. Totally. No. You're over here making millions and millions and millions of dollars every year. And these background actors are literally making $147 a day to be on set in a film. And you want to take advantage of this scary ass system that has been put in place called artificial intelligence. And you want to take an AI a 3D rendering of their whole body, likeness, voice, everything. And you want to be able to own that and use that in the background of every film ever in your whole discography forever for the rest of time with no credit, no compensation, no pay. Um, have you literally lost your mind? Are you okay? D uh, you are so out of touch with reality that you would even think that like people shouldn't have an issue with that. The fact that you sat down and had the nerve to have an interview with someone and be like, Oh, the, the unions are just being, unreasonable and it's disgusting i'm disgusted by their behavior um we're disgusted by your behavior and hate to tell you buddy but guess what it's thousands and thousands of people against one so typically if you're the odd man out you should look back and reflect and think hmm 
is it me? Am I the problem? In which Taylor Swift would implore you to sing, it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. And yes, yes, Bob Iger, Netflix CEO, Disney, Hulu, all these other bitches, it is you. You are the problem. And no, the actors should not give up. I'm pro-strike. People need to be, I hate the term, even living wage. Like, I feel like that's being thrown around so much in the strike and people are just saying, like, actors don't even make a living wage. Um, Actors should be making, we should all be making more than a living wage. Like, every person on the planet who has a strong work ethic that shows up to work, that, like, consistently works and is, like, you know, has passion for their career, should live above a living wage. Sure, if you're a beat-down loser with no drive, no, you know, you're not out there being a go-getter, trying to do a job, you don't care, whatever, live a living wage. Everyone on earth should be able to live a, have a living wage. But these actors who like are so passionate about their careers and like have really sacrificed like making more money to do something that we all profit off of and we all like enjoy the entertainment industry, movies and music and like these things bring us so much joy in life and they should be they should be living above their they should be getting paid more than just a living wage we shouldn't have to live in a society literally in one of the greatest countries in the world quote unquote blow me with that saying that that you're only making a living wage like i don't want to have to work my entire life just to make enough to live off of that's not okay the fact that we have normalized like the term like living wage is so gross to me no I don't want to be making a wage that I can just live off of. Like, I want to be thriving. I want to be prospering. I want to be able to, you know, enjoy time off and, you know, live a comfortable life and have benefits and, you know, be able to retire. So, CEOs, cough it up. Give up that money, bitch asses. Anyways, it's not like I'm passionate about any of those things at all. It's just it's just my opinion. <laughs> You guys, I I get way too fired up about some of these things. I don't know. But that's all I'm going to share with my I've had it's because I got to save some of my I've had it's in case um, Jennifer and Pumps invite me on to the I've had it podcast. And this is my official invitation. I really hope that the girls aren't offended that I took their idea and did an episode on it. This is literally my love letter to Jennifer and Pumps. I'm obsessed with their podcast. I need you guys to go listen to it. I need you guys to DM them, tag me in their comments so that I can have them as guests on the Ty French podcast and that they will maybe entertain the idea of having me on their podcast. I just, I, you guys know how I feel about the podcast space and I'm just here to support. I'm here to support anyone who has a podcast and I would love to have them on as mine. I feel like we would get along just so well. They are like so here for the gays. They are just like, they're like the, the, the my, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> they're just icons. I love them. They're legends. You might know them. I think they were on a Bravo show like way back in the day called like Sweet Home Oklahoma or something. I've never seen it. I, now that I've, here's the thing. I've never seen it, but now that I like found them off of TikTok and I love their podcast, I've listened to almost every single episode. I want to go watch it, but I don't know what the show is about and I don't want to see the show and then have it ruin the podcast for me. I can't imagine how that would happen, but I don't know. We'll see. I need, if anyone has seen that show and know them, let me know if it's good and if I should watch it. I actually don't even know if I like can watch it. I don't know if it's on Peacock or anything. Um, anyways. Go check their podcast out. It's literally amazing. Thank you guys so much for listening to this. Thank you guys so much for being so patient with me. Again, I've said this a million times, but thanks so much for being patient with me throughout this move, through the birthday, and just everything. I know this month has just been crazy, and you know I've been late to some podcasts, and some are filmed, some aren't, but I am feeling so excited about being settled in this new house. And hopefully next week, everything will be all set up, ready to go, ready to be filmed every single week and every single episode. Also, it's time to go to the salon. It's time to get your nails done, ladies and gentlemen, and the non-binary community. We're going to the salon. We're getting some French tips. 
We are doing another episode of the French Tips advice column on Friday. So if you have anything that you want advice on, that you want me to cover on the podcast, make sure you send it in today by the end of the day because I will be recording tomorrow for Friday's episode. I'm really excited that you can email your submission to podcast at tiefrench.com. You know, give me all the details. You don't need to be giving me too much because I got to read this live on the podcast. You know, I'm not the best reader, okay? So give me all the necessary information, but keep it short, sweet, maybe throw a joke in there. I don't know, make, make it entertaining. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I love you guys so much. Please give me a rating and review down below. Like I said, it helps me so, so much. And I will see you guys on Friday. Mwah! Happy hump day. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for next week.